Alrighty. Open and my heart stood still. I'll do one, 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 and overrun. Needed some CVPs and it fit the bill. I'll do one, 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 and overrun. Yeah, he's on a hill. Yeah, an easy kill. When June to hex G1, I'll do one, 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 and overrun. You know what I was doing, but I had to try. I'll do one, 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 and overrun. The concept seem easy, but my, oh my. I'll do one, 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 and overrun. Yeah, I had to try. Yeah, it's do or die. Yeah, I love this room. To do one, 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 and overrun. I declared one, one, and overrun. I'll do one, 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 and overrun. Attack with seven FP and I rolled a five. I did one, 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 and overrun. Rolls like that are gonna get his guys. I did one, 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 and overrun. Yeah, it went just fine. Yeah, till I hit that mine. If you get immobilized, it's half FP on an overrun. I did one, 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 and overrun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did one, 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 and overrun. Win the division. I kind of wanted to be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get greedy now. Oh, what's up talking? Are we recording, Zach? We're already recording. Oh, yeah. oh good. <laughs> Keep that in for our green. Everyone knows I'm a Bears fan. Yes. I've yeah. had listeners saying, oh, Dave must be sad this year. Jeff, do you follow football? or? I do not follow yeah. football at all. No. Right. I know what it is. Yeah. What yeah. is it? It's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, he's got an answer. <laughs> it's that game and they play in Europe, where they're running around with the round ball and they're in shorts. And... No, that's soccer. Oh, over there they call it football. I'm um, so confused. Well, because, I'm a man of the world. Well, what, and so what, I'm... Well, why they call it football is they really want to play real football, which is American football. Ah, um, ah. but they're kind of scared. Yeah. They're like really skinny and not, yeah. you know, they, not they can't afford the nice costumes. Is that what right. you call them? Costumes, yeah. those football costumes. So they, they call it football. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not really. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's a, it's good history. Yeah. Is there something worth noting in football with the bears? Did they play today? Sealed the division last month. Oh, yeah. By the time this show drops, 
uh, Super Bowl be coming up? And Bob and I don't know if they'll be in it. <laughs> you don't think so? I think they will. I think they might. I think they might be yeah, in it. Yeah. I think. I think they. The uh, their defense is so impressive. It, it is. And it's getting better. Yeah. So like, uh, the sacks was ama- It was wonderful fun to watch Mac. And don't ignore Akeem Hicks. I've been talking about him since last year. Watching him drive people straight backward. He just pushes them straight backward yeah. into the quarterback. So if he's not getting the sack, he's forcing the quarterback to run left or right yeah. to avoid this his own player coming backward at him. I know. And then he's sacked by someone else. But just, yeah, crazy. Crazy fun. I watch him yeah. in slow motion. Sometimes I'll take the game and I'll go back and I'll watch several plays in slow motion and watch where each guy's running. Yeah. So, Jeff, to translate, the Bears are pretty good. <laughs> Got it. For a change. We For must, a, we, yeah, oh, it's been a long time. We must hand it since 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the last time where they they were at the Super Bowl? Was that 1985? When they, oh, no. Or oh, they oh, went oh, after that. Was it 08? I thought it was 07 or yeah. okay. or 08. Yeah. Well, I think it was 20 years after. Yes, yeah, so it was 2005 and then 2006 yeah. Super Bowl. Okay. I think I'll do it while we're bantering because we also started talking a little about a certain movie Jeff was going to buy. Yeah, I was just, I saw some previews for the Hobbit trilogy, Peter Jackson's The Hobbit trilogy. And, and so, and I thought I should really buy those on Amazon. I don't want to physically own them because they got some great scenes, visuals. I think the movies are kind of crummy and as a whole pretty bad, but there are certain sequences that are just so awesome. I would watch it for that. Good special just effects. Just drop in. Yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't. I thought a lot of the special effects were kind of mediocre. Did you really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought they would kind Did of. Did you see all three it. movies? No. Oh, really? I watch because I, I really couldn't take them. Yeah. I would watch parts of them. I watched the first movie all the way through. The second movie, I watched about maybe half of it, mm. and then just. Yeah, uh, and then the the Battle of Five Armies, same thing. I don't even think I watched half of it. I think I watched. Uh, well, we was, should sit you down, make you watch the director's <laughs> cut for those extra forty minutes I, in each movie. That I, I would. You didn't know you. I would need, need lots say. more alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, to do that. Uh, yeah, I thought they were really terrible. Yeah. Um, I really did, especially and surprisingly yeah. so because. I thought the Lord of the Rings trilogy was was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. A wonderful job. I was so pleased that he didn't ruin that material. Yeah. For other people, because I loved it so much. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Um, but yeah, the the Hobbit just as I think as we were saying, uh, it's a quaint. I use the word quaint story that was totally lost in this retelling mm-hmm. by the bit way the Bears played February fourth, two thousand seven against the seven. Colts. Okay. So yeah, it was. Okay. Darn, we were winning at halftime. There yeah. Didn't yeah. Hester ran, ran the first one yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay. Um, so <laughs> then yeah. you used the word small. It's a small. It was a small story. I mean, no yeah, pun really intended. Was. Yeah. But it was, uh, you know, it was about Bilbo, a hobbit, and the dwarves. And that was it. There wasn't a, this big battle action. It wasn't really an action or battle story about. It really wasn't. Conflict. Yeah. It was really just kind of a small story that was. You said quaint. I like quaint, charming. Um, you know, there wasn't this massive violence. Yeah, you um, said the dwarves were kind of, you know, he's bumbling, and then yeah. Bilbo comes of age, but learning how to handle Right, he situations. uses his wit and his kind of common sense, where the dwarves don't really have common sense. They're, they're kind of, uh, you know, 
greedy and, uh, and um, dwarf-like. Yeah, yeah. dwarf-like. No offense right. to dwarves. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, we love uh, all dwarves. So yeah, that's what I. You know, that's the charm of the the Hobbit. Um, yeah, and that's why it's a you know wonderful little book to read. Uh, and yeah, instead, exactly. of, to me, it's like they tried to make the Hobbit. Peter Jackson tried to make it the Hobbit in the Lord of the Rings, uh, which it's not. Yeah, and I wonder how much of that was Peter Jackson, or how much was mm-hmm. the studio saying, "Boy, we did such a great job with Lord of the Rings. You should really turn this into three movies." It was Peter Jackson. Was it? Was it? Yeah, he wanted to. He make wanted three. to make three. Originally, I, I believe Guillermo del Toro was the yeah, director. Yeah, I kind of remember that. He was going to make two movies. Mm. Uh, and then he bailed, and then Peter Jackson decided to make it in the three. And if that was, uh, I, would I don't like even to know that Guillermo because I think I would he makes smaller movies. He does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Shape of Water really got yeah. to yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean that's um, yeah that was Peter Jackson who wanted to make it in the three, and and that that's a huge mistake. Yeah. Because that the book there isn't three. I, there's barely could barely make two movies out of that. Yeah, absolutely. That book. Yeah. Again, when they were going in the goblin mines and. Writing the yeah. awning or something yeah. down, and yeah. yeah, all on it like a sled, and then yeah. I'm just like, this. <laughs> but the beauty of that was that they're just running, they're just running right. through a tunnel, and they're trying to get away. Yeah, and, and I, just, I think in the book only Gandalf and maybe Thorin were fighting; the rest were just the other dwarves running. were just running for their lives. Yeah. and there was racing for that exit yeah, to and get like, out in time. Yeah, and I think Gandalf and Thorin were in the back trying to hold off the goblins as they're kind of running away. Yeah. You know, so yeah, they had that more charming, smaller feel. Not, yeah. Yeah. Not, not know, a big battle thing. What I kept obsessing over was the amount of gold that was, oh, that yeah, Smog was guarding. And I thought, you know, if there's that much gold in the world, it mm-hmm. no longer has any value. So why yeah. is he guarding it? Well, maybe you're being a little too practical there, Jeff. But I, I do well, agree it was too much I, gold. But and then yeah, you get too much in gold. gold or something. There was some weird. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah they there. The there was some melting of gigantic amounts of gold. gold. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, know. and he broke out of it. Remember? Yeah. I, see, yeah. I didn't watch all of it yeah, because well. I got. Uh, but yeah, smog. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, smog. They, well, smog or is it smog? Smog. Sure. That was smog. There's there's actually a, a scene in Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is a comedy show I like to watch, where uh-huh. they're at a convention there's and there's two guys arguing, uh-huh. yelling at each other. Smog! It's smog! It's, it's smog! It's smog! It's smog! Are they really? Yeah. Kind of like we just did. Just like you. <laughs> you made that up. It's no, I true. Think he's telling the truth. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I really don't know. I and I don't either. Yeah. Although <laughs> I have I have a record album of Tolkien reading from. Those works. Do you really? It was, oh, yeah. I loved it. Back, and I still have it. Really? Okay, yeah. I'd love to you can probably find it on CD. You can probably find Oh, there's stuff we, online on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, search Tolkin Reads the Lord of the Rings and stuff, oh, and huh. you'll find him. Yeah, they, it's great to hear him read it. Yeah. He's got a great voice. The British lilt and yeah. his pronunciation, so we could figure it out. Yeah, we can it. find out if it's, <clears throat> if it's smog or smell. And. It, but, you know, agree. as far as the amount of gold, though, I think, though, if you were clever, right, and you just released a little bit of gold at the well, time yes, in the economy, right. you could keep the price artificially <laughs> inflated. That's right. You know, and then, you know, you don't want to just, you know, shove a bunch of gold out in the I'm market. I'm sure that's what the dwarfs it's were Tim thinking. Tim Geithner and uh, whoever else. <laughs> and, I mean, who who milled all that gold? 
the dwarves. I mean, that's a, that was a lot of gold. A lot of people. Yeah. I, well, I think yeah, the indigenous people, the dwarves, were kind of like colonizers, weren't they? Yes. Yeah, I think they kind of stole from the the bard because isn't bard upset because you know the dwarves are rich and, and oh, the right. late people yeah. are suffering. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So yeah, didn't want to share. Yeah. Don't be greedy. And now you were talking Bob about going to a Russian church. Oh, we were talking. Oh, yeah, we're, we're uh, wanted to hear a little more about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my my girlfriend's Russian, and I've went a few times to uh, to a Russian Orthodox church. It's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. Is there a lot of gold around there? Uh, it's I don't more think decorative it's, than the Lutheran background or Methodist. It's we, more than the Lutheran, <clears> yeah. <throat> um, although, like I, I went to Missouri Senate, like old school, where it's stained glass and quite you know fairly elaborate but no the uh, the orthodox is um was, was very different they didn't have like a set service we would just kind of go on sunday at whatever time and you know there would be sometimes there'd be a choir singing uh, sometimes not and you just there were different stations where you would um, it's uh light candles for your family for mm. your for health for oh, uh, so you being thankful, and, yeah, yeah. So it was very different. A sermon, or yeah. There were, and there was no pews. There's just a big, you know, uh, yeah. altar room, right. and people are, you know, just kind of um, praying and, and doing this. And was, was it in, was it in Russian? Was the service yeah. in Russian? Well, there wasn't a service. Well, was the whatever Singing, speaking yeah. was mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah, right. It was in Russian. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a, quite enjoyable because you, know, you can stay as long as you want. Yeah, and it's you don't have to you sense. know like you don't have to sit in the back row and then leave. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go early. Right. Did you have incense? Um, well, one when, when I went on Easter, they did. They had the priest there that would do the incense, and um, you actually would go up to the the priest and you would kiss like the they would have like the Bible and glass and you would and then kiss the priest's ring and. Mm. And they had the incense going, and you wow. know the, the priests have the big long beards and yeah, long oh, yeah. hair, you know. Long, yeah, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, we really enjoyed it. Yeah, you haven't been playing as much ASL since you mm-hmm. met this girl from Russia because you're busy. Right, I'm on I'm on Facebook doing ads. Um, that's that's basically <laughs> what I mean. That's what all Russians do. We yeah. know that right from the <laughs> yeah. news that they they pretty much you know write facebook ads yeah and that's look that's pretty lucrative isn't it it is uh i made uh eight dollars last year doing it uh she made fourteen dollars so wow yeah. mm-hmm. and you've met vladimir putin well i kind of yeah yeah i mean um you get like a you get like a signed photograph for doing the uh the fake ads yeah um and okay. it's you know and so you know it's kind of like nice. that letter Truman all the soldiers got from korean yeah, war from exactly. truman president yeah. truman yeah. signed and yeah yeah, so it's quite you know it says thank you for doing the Kremlin's work, um, you know, which which is good. Yeah, it's pretty so, nice. Yeah. And have you picked up any Russian phrases? Da. Da kabaka. I don't know. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's all you need to know. Da. Privyet. Das So yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's good. And Jeff, what was that phrase you used earlier? Slava Bogu Sivodnya Pyatnitsa. Good. It even sounds like it's amazing. Played yeah. backwards, which like is Russian which sound. is uh, Paul. I buried Paul. Uh, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> thank God it's Friday. And where did you learn that? Uh, I took Russian for a semester in oh. college. Yeah. 
Nice. For some reason, I can't, I think so I, at that you, time I wanted to be a Facebook spy. Ads, then? Yeah. <laughs> with your karate. Yes. And, and with your karate, you wanted yeah. to be a spy. Yeah, that's right. Did you really want to be a spy? I, I, I actually did want to be a spy. I wanted to get into secret service, espionage, yeah. CIA yeah. kind of thing. I've always, I've always thought of doing FBI local. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you do kind of look. You could look like you could have <laughs> fit into the Soviet Union. I think I could have. Yeah. Well, what's on the docket for this show, boys? I think we're going to have some What's in the Box. We've had it in flames. We have some more Broken Ground yep. product. Yep. And very short What's in the Box. No, what we've been playing lately. And then a maybe a recording of uh, Oh, yeah. My guys. Of your, the game you're playing. Game. It's an Into the Rubble 2 game. Yeah. Right. That we were playing a four player Japanese Chinese. Nice. Should be a good show. We'll take that on. Stick around. Hey Dave, this was a great idea to get out of the house for a change and come to this cool nightclub. This is really amazing, Jeffrey, except I am blinded by the disco ball. Well, as soon as your eyes get back and adjust to the light, look at those girls over there. Oh, I can see them now. Look at them, Jeffrey. Maybe they would go out with us. Do you think they would? They would never go out with us. What do we have to offer them? Maybe we could offer them some Bounding Fire Productions products. Oh, why, of course, Bounding Fire produces only the best thoroughly play-tested action-packed scenarios mm-hmm. and campaigns. Mm-hmm. They're committed to customer service. That's right. How could anybody possibly resist something from Bounding Fire Productions? They could not. We could give them our lines, you know, our pickup lines, like, um, Hey, girls, you want to go into the rubble? Oh, that's a good one, Dave. Or how about if I said, Hey, ladies... Let's go to the high ground. Oh, that would work every time. We can put the Operation Cobra into work here now to help us achieve our objective, Schmidt, with these lovely ladies. That's so good. That's really good, Dave. Good thinking. Maybe they would want to see our crucible of steel. Oh, especially mine. I think so. And by the end of the night, Poland would be in flames. Oh, it's going to be a hot one Tonight, Let's go over there and talk to them. I'm so excited. Uh, come on. Go ahead. Me. You, you, okay, go ahead. Hey, ladies. Uh, do you want to go maybe not just to the beach, but beyond the beachhead? Ow! <whistles> what have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing, Bob, and I don't okay. even know where the thing started, but it's been going for a while. <laughs> you haven't heard the last 20 episodes. Jeff, I, that's, I, I would say that's amazing. Yeah. You're very talented <laughs> I, on the, um, <laughs> the flute. Kind of leaves you speechless, done it. He's just uh, like Zamfir. He's yeah. Zamfir, <laughs> master of the pan flute. <laughs> well, I played some ASL, Jeff. I'm glad. I'm so glad. Oh, you have not. Uh, I have ASL Scenario 173, Father Sunshine, which I think I may have talked about, but that snow, I don't remember. So I'll do a brief one anyways by yeah. Lars Thoring. Thoring. It came from the Hakapale. Hakapale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys did the playtesting on that. D- right? There you go. And we played it twice, playtesting, and I marked it on the bottom of this card. I won with the Russians against Dave Timonen. I lost with the Russians against Dave Timonen. And then they took this one out of circulation because if you overran a tank into another tank, you could just exit off the board easily. 
Okay. And Dave and I couldn't figure that out to break it. Yeah. <laughs> the scenario. Um, we were ashamed of ourselves. But they fixed it up somehow, and I'm wishing I could tell you better how they fixed it up. There are simply three Russian tanks defending the Finns have to exit greater than or equal to five AFV in, in a certain area. So um, the Finns got seven tanks. No. So once you eliminate, what, three then? You're, you're pretty good to be stopping them from getting off the board. They have... The, Russians are the 85Ls, so it's a pretty good gun. It's a good gun. Sure. Yeah. On those T-34, 85s. And then the Finns got also the 76L. Some of these are German tanks. A couple of smaller guns, 45Ls. And, yeah, it's been a while, so I'm having trouble remembering. Other than I won with the Russians. Good man. I think I kind of went out hunting him at one point. Yeah, I decided to take one tank out to go get enough tanks killed to, to end the, any chance of them running off the board. So can't tell you much more strategically on that one. My other one I played was WO-20, Winter Offensive Pact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was in Poland. It is the Russians winning by having greater than or equal to 14 personnel victory points calculated as exit points uh, north of the stream. So there's a stream. It's board 75, 72. Stream runs along the furthest board. These it's so small, it's quick, it's six turns, it played great with Mike Rizzi. Um Germans got seven squads, two six five eights, and then five four four sevens, and then a half squad, three four eight, and two Shreks, three light machine guns, and then one tank or dummy counters come on as a tank. Two dummy counters or an actual tank. Now you're wondering who wouldn't take the tank? Mm-hmm. Who would take the dummy counters instead of the tank? Right. Dummies. Real dumb players. So if you're playing someone that does that, you're going to win easily. No. I mean, There's got to be a reason. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. the, the the if you change the, what was it? If you choose the dummies? You shorten the game or something. I'll find it eventually. Um, yeah, if you choose the dummies. Now, environmental, it uh, doesn't matter what that is. The river is soft, so we, the stream. So we were worried soft? about. Soft? Yeah, it says soft ground. Oh, or soft water. It's you know, it's like <laughs> Might it's be got that Culligan, Culligan yeah, they stuff gotta, you put in yeah. those big well, with fresh springs, white cubes. Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> so we were worried about coming out of there, but it's not a big deal. Your tanks are going to be able to go into the stream and emerge on the other side for the win. So don't be fearful of bogging. Of course, having said that, you'll probably roll a bog, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that much more. Like plus one, mm-hmm. soft ground. The Germans secretly record which reinforcements they get if the pans are. Four H has selected the Russian victory. Oh, condition requirements was reduced to eight victory points instead of the fourteen. So there's your calculation you have to make. German squads can freely deploy, which Mike didn't do well enough. He felt uh, Russians can use cloaking as if attacker at night. So you like those games with more hmm. fog so of are war? Are they invisible yeah. if they're cloaking? <laughs> no, yeah. it's not that kind of cloaking. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, more of that. You know, fog of war. So, and I think Mike enjoyed that. It was simple enough little mechanism mm-hmm. to put into the game. More Fog of War is always a little fun. It is. Yeah. yeah. So he was, we were kind of at first figuring out, well, wait a minute, can I use these cloaking counters properly to get him to first fire at them, mm-hmm. drawing fire, you know? Right. And the answer is yes, you can. And they move well, and you can get around the enemy. I, I was able to get around a couple of his forward units, 
mm-hmm. and surround them so they couldn't fall back. Mm-hmm. So that was a real danger for the German. Uh, he also failed to really realize, I think, that I could cross the river anywhere. For some reason, I think he was thinking victory conditions was near this bridge in a certain range. So I was able to come across the river and just pile up over the other side. Uh, he was shifting to the right to try and ca- I went all the way to the right side of the board to cross there and then jump into this woods. Seemed like a really good protective place to go. So I'd recommend that strategy. And he was coming down the road trying to come over to me and I could get some clear shots across the stream with the other troops that you know, we're a little slower, but got up good enough to do some suppressing fire mm-hmm. and managed to pull off the victory there. So that's what I've been playing lately. Congratulations. Yeah, that's great. Well that's done. Great story. Thank you. Bob, you played da-da-da. some ASL, even though we just said you weren't playing lots of ASL. Yeah, well, I played over at your place um, against Jeff Itell. I think you have some. We played that on the show I did with Megan. Right, right. Uh, so that that was good. I've yeah, I played a few games, not many. I, I don't even remember the scenarios. <laughs> okay. I guess my memory's not yeah. so good. <laughs> but did you, did you win? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Yeah. I haven't played, but I won. That's the important thing. That's right. In my mind. Mm-hmm. And now a word from our sponsor. Dave, when you need to scratch your ASL itch, uh-huh. where do you where do you go? I have to go somewhere where there's fast service. Yes. Somewhere where the store clerks are very nice. Nice clerks, yep. Somewhere where I'm going to get good ASL bang for my buck. Yep. And selection. And free shipping. X. So here's where I go. Where do you go, I'll, Jeff? I'll let you in on a little secret. Don't tell anybody. Ritter Creek. What is that again? Ritter Creek. Ritter Creek. Rittercreek.com. They've got selection. They've got fast shipping. They've got... What was the other thing you asked for? Friendly clerks. Friendly clerks. I'm talking friendly. <laughs> They're great at Ritter Creek. They got all kinds of stuff. It's a great website to go and peruse around. And ASL stuff galore. And free shipping now. Free shipping. Who which can is, possibly yeah. beat that? Now, we want you to go to your local neighborhood gaming store and support them any way you can. If you got one anymore. But if there's ASL to be had, go to Ritter Creek. Redkrieg.com. Yeah. What's in the box? Broken ground design. Yeah, we love broken ground design. Who who sent us a bunch of stuff? So we're gonna take a look at more stuff. We did we did some the partisan counter counters last time. Yeah. We did the berserk counter set with Megan, and yeah. we did the uh, miscellaneous AFV or the um, smoke snipers. Yes. Rub fire blaze on FFE. different levels. Last Panzer Fa- bicycles. Bicycles. Last show. So and this is our first full set of uh, of a nationality. Um, I'm looking at uh, Russian. Are you from the front? Uh, they are a series of vehicles, and it's just all your Russian vehicles. There's a list online and his website of all the vehicles you get. How many sheets are we talking here, Bob? Well, I'm looking at, uh, I don't I know, got it looks two, like four vehicle Four vehicle sheets. sheets and A couple of uh, infantry, right? Yeah, half-inch counters. And that last sheet there, and what else is on that vehicle sheet? Oh, yeah, that's also the uh, ordnance, the AT guns, artillery, um, you know, mortars, all that kind of thing. Concealment counters. The Concealment s- counters. Yeah. The snipers on the bottom left. Yeah, yeah. you got the snipers with the number on them. That's, yep. that's interesting. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is nice. Oh, I, I think that's a duck. A duck. Yeah. The, the, oh, he did put ducks. some animals in. Just oh, did he? Fun. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's, no, I meant the uh, D U K W. D U K W. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, got a couple of those in there. Nice. Always handy I think to have. There's some extra vehicles you normally would not get. Again, the complete list is over on the website. It's got original art. They're all in color now. Yeah, I think they have the uh, the British. All the the uh, Lindley's British tanks, which I don't think uh, ASL has in in um, in the counter, you know, in the Mix. Russian counter, yeah, color. right. So like your Churchills and your Valentines and, and all those Matildas. So that's nice. Yeah, so excellent set of vehicle counters. Yeah, and and uh, good artwork on the the vehicles. They look uh, they look good. Definitely. Yeah, really sharp backsides, white again with the different colors, and these are very well cut. They pop right out. Yeah, they are going to pop really well for you. You may want to get out your C4 corner cutter if you've got one. But our original sponsor way back oh, when. Oh, I, yeah. I have a C4, although mm-hmm. not from you guys. Oh, really? Oh, you bought one? No, I won one at the uh, open. Chicago Open. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I used it quite Excellent. a bit. Yeah. Uh, when I decided to clip all my my counters, yeah, ASL counters, which you actually did Maybe. all of them. I didn't get all of them. I got most of them. I and then um, I, there's a couple of the like the Chinese and the Axis miners. I've kind of I clip as I go, or I was. Oh yeah. So oh, if yeah, I play like while there, you're playing, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. So uh, because yeah. you know, as you said, Dave. You hope, don't want to be that miserable clipping counters. It does get pretty miserable. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, there's so many in ASL. But and you guys have the half-inch counter sheets. What do you see there? Yeah, I've got the Russian front. <laughs> and, I got the Russian front, too. And do you have you the really? Russian back. And I got the Russian back. <laughs> oh. Remember the first time I saw that. Oh, look at this Russian front. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, these, are, these have... Um, Separate counters for fanatic units, and they have the morale in white, so you can don't have to put a, a, fanatic, a fanatic counter, counter out on. there. Yeah. 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 So fanatic once again, is he's working to reduce the counter right. glut. Looks, uh, yep. Looks like you have wounded leaders with their values on there, showing they're wounded. Yeah, and they're you can tell they're wounded by the uh, red cross yep. on the counter. Yeah. Although which is nice. It, it'd be cool if he had like a a crutch. You yeah. know, if like the the, the, the picture there. a red crutch, it would have to be a red crutch. Or it would be too hard to see. You'd yeah, think a red crutch would be neat. Like, is that is that a rifle or, or maybe is that like a, crutch? a sling? <laughs> arm a sling, sling. Yeah. Or, or like the arm blown off and like blood yeah. pouring out. That'd be kind of yeah. It'd be a little gruesome, but you know, just slightly war as hell. Yeah. Um, and this has uh, yeah the heroic leaders on here on mine. Right, yes. Yeah, they have their modifier on there. Mm-hmm. Looks like a hero, but they're leaders. And as he points out, uh, leaders have different stances. Different, They're standing in different positions, just depending on the leader. Which Yeah. You know. So, yeah, like the, um, the Nino Commissars have their guns raised a little lower than the Tenno Commissars. So oh, the okay. Tenno, you know, they're, the Tenos are more willing to shoot their troops <laughs> yeah. than the, uh, the Nino. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, so and different poses for, for each class. 
And then I've got counters for what we think are the NKVD because they're um, they're designated with a red star. They're the six two eights. Yes, it could be. So we're thinking that's what it is. Yeah, for Valor of the Guards, there was yeah. the NKVD. Bob came, Bob came yeah, up that's with that, right. but I think that's so probably spent a lot of time right. playing Valor of the Guards. Yeah. wonderful. Uh, Did you get into it a lot? Oh yeah, I yeah. played over with. Um, Okay. We played a we played a, quite a bit of it. Yeah. Okay. Campaign. Yeah, Mark Woods and I were playing some of the scenarios. Yeah, because you don't really do campaign games. We did. Um, no, we did the really large last bid and then the first bid. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should try campaign. I should. Campaign. I'll be ready too soon. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should be. You know, maybe I'll get back uh, in. Yeah, and do I think a we'll team. get you back in. Yeah. We'll do a little team. Uh, or the guards or uh-huh. something like that. Red Bear. Can we leave it set up at your place? Nope. Dang. Not. Maybe my place. I don't know. Yeah, you, it's gonna be tough. You have we'll so have much to going on. Have to invite Jeff to play. Yeah, we could play. Well, Jeff, this He's looks like a good room. size table. Yeah, yeah, we, we could play a here. A lot of room here. Yeah. Because Mark right. Woods is out now. We used to use his basement, yeah. but he's taking a break. Or why have uh, g- getting back to the business? Oh yes, yes. Why are there morale counters included? Are there? Is there something I'm? Do you is there counters? significance? He's got. Uh, sorry, not morale counters. Um, concealment counters. Why? Why is he included concealment counters for us? Do we need more concealment counters than we've ever had before? Um, it's well, probably it... just reproducing what you get in the original. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you can go from scratch here, mm-hmm. uh, great. There's also the set of the acquisition counters all done in the same colors that we mentioned last time. It comes yeah. with each nationality. Right. All the snipers yeah. with each all the different numbers on them are all included with each nationality also. And vehicle leaders. Yeah. Well, I would I would assume, too, this is going to have a different shade of color than the original. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's okay. true, too. Yeah, so yeah, if, yeah. You're, if you're trying to have dummies or mm-hmm. non-dummies, it would give it away if you didn't have okay. uh, the concealment counters. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, a great set of counters, so we encourage you all Beautiful. to get right over there to Broken Ground. That is at Made in Canada A. Yeah. A, yes. Yeah. say that yeah. on the counter. And I love, you get a, I love that aspect You get a free of jar of maple syrup and some elk jerky with every purchase. That's right. <laughs> some what? Elk, elk jerky. jerky, right? Elk, okay. Or moose jerky. Maybe you get moose, <laughs> moose jerky. Yeah, probably moose. Probably moose, yeah. Head you over got, to BrokenGround.design and place your order. You got your partisans, you got your Finns, Hungarians, Romanians, Axis miners, Poles, minor allies, Italians, Free French, French, British, Soviets, Americans, and Germans. Free French got their own set now, too. Wow. That's, so if you're no just Canadians. looking to... No Canadians. This, he's going to do them next. He's, he has to do a set. Yeah, I would think so. So seriously, yeah, if you don't have your Poles from... Bounty Fire Productions, you want to grab these, you want to grab the... And a lot of guys can't find Italians anymore. Really? Right? They're not out. They haven't been redone yet. I, I know an Italian right down the street. What oh, yeah. There's Italians <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. So you may want to grab those. All right. And then, Jeff, you have another What's in the Box. Yes, we do. All right. Now, we're very excited to have this addition to our What's in the Box Section Hatton in Flames. Yeah, they stole that title from Poland in Flames. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, from Bounty Fire, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's not you're, the same title though. No, but it's similar enough. Yeah. Would you, well, are you going to get next game? I'm going to be World in be... Flames was a game. Did they steal Poland in Flames from the World in Flames game? Possibly. Probably. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Well, you got to think, you know, Poland's in flames, Hatton in flames, the Everything whole world's in flames. No, it was World War II. Yeah. Tokyo was firebombed terribly. Yeah. 
But that's getting too serious. Jeff, is it, what's it look like? Well, I, I, we could do a box art review. I on think that if we, we should have, just forget that <clears throat> tape of my friends talking about that game I was going to record yeah. next week. Can we get the orchestra going? Do you have I it think ready, we could, Jeff? Yes, I've got it ready right here. And now for your listening pleasure. It's Box Art Review. Back by popular demand. Box Art today is Hatton in Flames. With our featured guest, Bob Holmstrom. Right. I mean, I do have um, an MBA in art history. Does that have anything to do with basketball? Did you say MBA? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I thought you said NBA. NBA. Yeah. I thought yeah, you NBA. said you played for the NBA. No, no. I'm, okay. I, I know. An MBA. It's it's um, it's too complex for you. To yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm confused. I'll but, just sit here quietly. But it involves business and art in combination. So my MBA is in contemporary as well as um, older paintings. But let's look at Hatton and Flames here. Yeah. And who is the artist, Dave? The artist is Lothar Zau. Ding, ding. And he, was it from the Netherlands we found? We found his webpage. And this artist well, is, Find his webpage. His webpage. I don't need to find his webpage. I mean, you don't know who Lothar Zau is. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see all his work. You've never heard of Zauism? <laughs> Okay, so this is a Zawa style. the whole style. school of yeah. art. Correct. What's the name of the piece? A Nordwind. Nordwind. Which we all know in German means Easter. <laughs> Isn't that right? And I this think was it does. A, it does. Uh, of course it does. Say, of course. Was, I have the MBA. Yeah, who am so I this to was argue? the battle from the, of the Easter uprising. That's right. Except and this is clearly in, yeah, it's, it's clearly in Ireland. Um... And Ireland, France, in January of 1945. That doesn't sound right. No. I'll say. I'll say. I'll say. I'll say. Oh, I'll say. Of course. And I'll agree. Mm. All right. So, all kidding aside, and we are joking, it's a wonderful piece, don't you think? I really like this artist's style. He's kind of got that impressionist dabbling technique going on there. Correct. It's very much a modern sensibility to this classic work of art. Yeah, and I would say modern rather than contemporary. Um, contemporary art tends to be, you know, not very... Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is the right way to put we it. We don't like to make sweeping generalizations, <laughs> but we will. A little will. too simple. Yeah. So it has a more modernist, more, you know, if you look at like a dolly or, or even going a little back to impressionist. But it's not an impressionist style, but it, it has, you know, it, it's not a complete the, realist style. Correct. The right. brushwork is very, is very, um, right. You can uh, see the brushwork in sure. the work. It's clear on what is what um, the figures are, right? We have in the foreground. Mm, definitely. We have uh, soldiers. Clearly, I think we can all say pretty clearly that they're American soldiers. Mm-hmm. And Except it wearing captured German outfits. Yeah, that must be. Are those German outfits? Okay, they're clearly German soldiers yeah. in the foreground. <laughs> and that's a pack 40... I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a gun. It, it, it's a it's, gun. 
<laughs> some type of artillery piece. Right. And they are, um, apparently they're firing at it. Firing at something, right? In the distance. That right. burning. So again, capture the feeling of the flames. Right. The flaming building in the background. Right. Well, I think what's interesting about the composition is, so you have the foreground here, and it's very kind of white, grays, blacks. And then you have a splash of color. You do. It's just to draw your eye right. there into the off-center, off to the side there, the, in the direction the soldiers are looking. Mm-hmm. It just works very, very well. And notice the dark smoke adjacent to the light fire. Always a great touch to bring out the brightness by setting it next to a darkness. I agree. And it's the only splash of color in the, the whole piece, the, right? The palette yeah. is very subdued, very just wintry and and dark, much like the war itself. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, one I, thing I would like to point out, and I have a slight disagreement with you, Dave, mm-hmm. is that the soldiers, which we've concluded are French soldiers, right, or German soldiers. French soldiers in stolen German equipment. Okay. German soldiers, they're not looking, actually. Two of them are actually looking off to the side. That is correct. Good eye. So I would say that they are questioning... Um, the violence that has been committed, and they're looking off to the side away. Averting their eyes from exactly. the horror of war. Of what they've just done. This becomes an anti-war statement. I think so. Jeff, what do you think? What is your opinion on it? It's very dark. Well, what strikes me mostly is how wrong both of you are on the entire thing. Okay. Well, we I make we no will... claims to... You know, we, ultra genius. Well, I, I'm always Just, open to criticism. So go ahead, Jeff. Let me hear your. Um, this is obviously a comedic commentary on the how much fun war can be. Don't you think? Don't you see it there? I do not see the Kubrickian style of that like we saw in Full Metal Jacket, where that was clearly showing how much fun war can be. Uh, the joy expressed in war. I don't see that in this. Why? What? What about the composition makes you think that? Well, what you don't see are is the card table of dogs playing poker, just off to the right, which is which is cut off by the edge. Unfortunate, really unfortunate framing for this particular piece. It's cut off by the edge of the of the box. And if they had made this box a little bit wider, you you would have seen that, and you would have been able to really. I am searching that. for the original work yeah, online. I think that's a good idea. Jeff, I I have to take that criticism and say we can only go what's represented in what we see. We do not see the dogs playing poker. Oh yes, although you may know the dogs are there, Jeff. The, the viewer will not have that information to interpret this work. Um, yeah, it's very it's shameful. Really. Now, is that a church there? Would you consider that a steeple? Yes. Yeah, let's With open the door in it. see all the people. Right. So what <laughs> do you think, I, I kind of think he's saying, you know, that, that here is religion, here is war and, and desolation, and the soldiers are looking away from both. So it's really a kind of a postmodern look of, of getting away from the traditional uh, war, violence, religion, all the traditional uh, underpinnings of civilization. And say, these soldiers are saying it's all failed us. And yet they're not looking within themselves. 
They're not. So it's not a true humanist uh, take on, I, on I, life. Absolutely. That, that mankind's salvation lies in and of himself, which, mm-hmm. which would be the Nietzschean perspective, right? Yes. Instead, they're off looking to the right, away from all of it. Brings this. me back to Jeff's dogs. You know, actually, off to the right. I think about it, Jeff. You may be right about the dogs playing poker, and you know that would go along with the dogs of war and, and that sort of thing too. Right? It would. Hmm. I think we've got this figured and we, out. We can't ignore the significance that they are looking to the right, not to the left. They are, and not and to so the wrong. They're yeah. they're obviously in looking to the right. Mm-hmm. This is a very sort of a conservative group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the progressives are off to the left, right? Uh, and they are purposely turning their back on them and looking off in a direction that is uh, obviously somewhere. President Trump is probably standing off there playing. You think poker it's a populist? I think he's like on that boat, like George Washington. I saw that painting somewhere. Yeah, with, possibly with, with Trump crossing the Delaware. Yeah, right. Is there a river off to the back? I think there's one back there. Well, that's an interesting take. But, yeah, yeah I definitely think, though, they, they are. They're turning their back on the old world, on the religion, the violence, uh, and they're looking. Yeah, obviously they're looking west as well, looking to the new yeah. world, away from the old, uh, you know, the old power structures uh, that, that uh, defined uh, the time. And brought Europe to ruin. Yeah. But also at the same time, it does show their competence because they have destroyed what they shot at. Very effective indeed. Yeah. Is that a fence that they're firing over at the f- right there to the oh, right well, of that that's man? That's interesting. What is that? See, the art has Jeff just Williams. enough clarity, uh, just a little bit of a mystery in the in the way he's painted. So it what's to, beautiful to darkness about art? To... It makes you have to pay attention and really look deeper in, Dave. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, it's hard to tell if it's a fence or just a mistake. Uh, or maybe, or maybe, he or maybe while he it's was a wall. It's possible. Possible. It might a be a wall. A poorly going constructed with, wall. Going with your Trump theme, yeah. it might be the wall. It might be, Could the, be wall. the wall. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. And that would be the southern border of the painting. That was near yeah. the southern yeah. border. Yeah. There is just so much in this work. I, I have to say that Lothar has done a magnificent, magnificent job. job. Yeah. Magnificent and, job. And it's beautiful. His magnum opus, I would say. Yes. Here, here. Here, here, Lothar. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Well done. And I, I, I think MMP did a wonderful, made a wonderful decision to, uh, to put this on. It's beautiful composition and has says a lot about, um, well, humanity. And I would have to say, in a rare move, the, the graphics for Hatton in Flames are not garishly bright they're not they're not they're very subtle very distinct um if i would see this in a bookstore i would assume it's not a game i would assume it's a book of art i would think so yeah yes i bought it just for this (laughs) and i imagine my delight when I found out that it was a box containing other components. And actually, actually ASL thought, components. Yeah. I, I, I would be excited about yeah, that. Yeah, because I, I thought, I, I'm fulfilled just in this. Mm-hmm. Well. And I know despite our joking tone, I think it's, I really do think it's one of the best um, box arts I've seen. It is. Maybe the best I've seen um, in ASL. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very nice. What do you think? A true, I, I'm going to actually say yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, no offense to all our other and, wonderful yeah, right. It's not offense to anybody. It's very different. It's, it's, um, but not, you know, it's, 
it's he's a very well trained artist yeah. too, and it gives the feeling like you know the the snow, everything about it. It's it's uh, it's just well crafted. Yeah. Well, and very that good. then is box art review. And thanks for the uh, your quartet who's always here. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. And ladies, don't forget ladies. the ladies. You know. oh, they- yeah, ladies who are serving beverages to the gentlemen. Well, let's dig into the contents of this lovely box. If we can get past the box for just a moment, it, let's see what's it, contained there. Well, Bob has the one sure. down. What are we getting here, Bob? Well, I'm going to just, I won't read the whole back, but I'll read this initial paragraph here. Um, in late December 1944, so this would be around the time of the Battle of the Bulge, right? That's yes. Or when it's wrapping up. The American 7th Army was overextended throughout the French provinces of Alsace and Lorraine. Covering for units drawn northwards towards the vicious, uh, vicious fighting around Bastogne. Sensing this weakness, German high command launched Operation Nordwin. Ah, okay. So this is about ah. Nordwin. Okay. Uh, to retake Alsace and the French city of Strasbourg. Um, and this is going to be in early January 1945. Um, the Germans committed key panzer reserves and around the um, French village of. Hatten and Riedershofen. So this is um, going to have eight scenarios and two campaign games. And this will focus on the first five days of the fighting inside of Hatten. As Panzer units sought to break through to the open terrain of Alsace that lay beyond Hatten and Riedershofen. All right. So um, we're going to go... Uh, through the list of contents, we have a 30 by 32 map. So this is a single map sheet. Yes. Um, so this, um, most of the campaign games have two or the bigger ones. I have two or maybe even three, and this has one. Jeff, you have the map sheet? I, I, I don't have my ruler out, so I cannot verify the dimensions that you read. But we will assume they are reasonably accurate. I would think 30 by 32. Yeah, yeah. yeah. looks about like that. But the comp- the paper component is very nice. It's very heavy, almost plastic feel, um, very stiff and nice. So it'll it's looks like it's going to really hold up well. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just paper. Do you think that will lay flat if you fold the creases, or will you need plexiglass for I, that? I, you know, I actually it looks to me like mm. be- because of the weight of the paper and everything, it, I think it'll lay flat. If you do a little back bending yeah, do a on little the back creases, bending. yep, yeah. I, I think it'll work just fine like that okay i always have a hard time with the plexiglass i like the plexiglass but it, you got to have the lighting just right or yeah so it, much it can't be, yeah you yeah, get the clear really annoying now the the first thing i notice about this map of course is that it's the background instead of being usually uh, as it usually is in green it's in white winter yeah. boards i've been talking like about probably yeah. not and and not but not snow white it's more like a ivory linen mm-hmm or something like that, uh, which you can get at Sears, at your local Sears store. <laughs> right. Very nice. So it's an off-white, so it's not really hard to look at. But it's a beautiful thing, because we don't see a lot of snowboards. So to have one is really terrific. I could, I mean, I only think of, was there, um, I believe there was one other ASL product. I don't think it was MMP, but it was another company that did a white yes. board. It was that one there on that. 
Was it Chom or? Yep. or oh, or, Chom. From it had the LFT. reversible map. It was both the springtime yeah. and the uh, winter. Yeah. Yes. And I, li- I like the look <clears throat> of that, it was, you know, for winter. Especially here, we have snow and mm-hmm. it gives you a feel of. It's kind of strange playing winter on green boards. Right? Uh huh. Yeah, it is. It is. I always wanted to have copies of winter of all the boards. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this will be fun. And obviously, it doesn't look like it's deep snow because we can see the. Uh, in the is that in plowed the rows, fields? Yes. All those there. Yep. All the plowed fields and there. Out of are, season orchards. Yep. Now this is shell holes. It isn't quite city terrain. But it's not no. open terrain. No, it's not. It's kind of, it looks like a village, right? Yes. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a uh, significant cemetery off to yes. the south edge. Yep. Not a graveyard. Does the, it, I can't remember. Do the rules call it a cemetery or a graveyard? I think they say graveyard. I think they do. They do. But yeah. te- technically, a graveyard is in close proximity to a church, whereas a cemetery isn't. Oh, I did not know that. So I don't know if wow. they draw that distinction anywhere, but we could ask him to make a rata for it. Yes, we could. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent idea. That's great, Jeff. I never yeah. knew that. The yeah. things you learn. Yeah. Um, and all, all along the east edge, there is a railroad track that runs all the way north mm-hmm. to south. Right. A lot of, of are th- now are those all station there? What are those? Are those orchards? Those I'm are the out of season orchards. Yes, those are mm-hmm. orchards. And there are shell holes. There are a number of heavily shelled areas that yeah. where there are, are shell permanently holes, on the, the map. Is, yeah. Now there doesn't appear to be any elevation. Uh, it all appears to be the no, same yes. level, right? Yes. Flat. Yes. Right. So that's that can be kind of a positive, right? So it makes line of sight a little easier. Yes. Uh, if you're a newer player, or if you're someone like me who always struggles with ASL uh, elevations. Yeah, I am 3D, very, very 3D inhibited. Yeah, I am too, Jeff. We're on the same page yeah. there. So it doesn't look like there's a lot of big elevations. I don't see a lot of buildings, or any buildings maybe, with uh, s- like second stories. Um, it looks pretty... Yeah. Um pretty much like that's not going to be an issue whether that's a negative or positive for you um, yeah they're all at level zero there's and a church uniformly in white the church is the Iglie San Miguel, Miguel a two-story church with a steeple okay. all the other buildings are actually ground level only even the multi-hex ones right oh, okay. okay so yeah. there you go so it's going to syn- be very simple there's a synagogue mm-hmm. here too which is an interesting addition uh-huh. Okay, there is synagogue, yeah. is there and that girls? looks like it has an extra level on it too. It does, yeah. Any it's girls, got the large girls' school or uh, tennis courts, hmm? like from? Uh, no, no oh, tennis courts. Tennis courts. The girls' school was in uh, in the other game. Uh, so, what's your impressions, Hungary. Jeff? What do you think overall about it? Uh, overall, I think it's a very attractive board. It's good quality. Uh, it's interesting because it's white. Mm-hmm. Which I really, really like, and I'm eager to play on it. Yeah, Dave, what are your, what are your thoughts? I like it. Yeah, it does get me interested for sure. I'm wanting to give this a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. It looks uh, looks like a wonderful uh, map to play, especially a campaign on. It looks like there's enough village where you could set up your lines after each yeah. scenario, and not right. too much, but not yeah, not not overwhelming urban terrain. 
Yeah, there's a set of special. I got the rules here. A set of special rules with the hand to hand. Um, various things about the paved roads, uh, the terrain we mentioned, pregame uh, rubble uh, placements. Mm -hmm. Are we to the rules yet? Yes. No. We're just looking at the map. I was switching to the rules. No, well, I, did I say we were switching to the rules? Well, I'm sorry, Bob. I'm going what, over the, next? To the The next is we have. Oh, two, you, oh you're looking at. We oh, have two counter he's, sheets. He's going, he's going down the line. <laughs> one box and lid, one we, map. We, we went two over the box. Sheets. I have the list too. I'm talking about the, the back of the box. Now. You're right. Two counter sheets. Now we have two ah. counter sheets. Wow. You know, you need better organization. <laughs> that way we won't forget anything. All right, so we have two counter sheets. Uh-oh, we've got a vehicle. These look like they'll pop out pretty easily, too. Good die cutting. Uh, some Americans. You get some more leaders for Germans, Americans. You get machine guns. Uh, additional. These are the small alphabet A for you, which originally came out in some other game like um, uh, Recall Problems, like the bridge one. We had some counter right the other games had the counter sets so you get the small alphabet letters for those if you're redoing your whole set from scratch because of the new larger counter imagery uh concealment counters for germans and americans a couple stun counters uh bazookas and some vehicles germans got some stugs coming on spw 251s and uh, each gets a sniper counter a lot of foxhole counters and steeple, two steeple counters for use in this game. Pretty well runs down. The bazookas are 45s. A lot of bazooka 45 counters, which always were a little short on in the basic set. Yep. Jeff? You have the... It's actually one and a half counter sheet. Yeah, yeah. we should be there, so. should be clear on that. It says two counter sheets on the back. It's one full, one, one half. Yeah. And I've got the half, which is mostly location counters. So for... Uh, victory conditions and stuff for the campaign right so there's a bunch here for the americans and a bunch for the germans then also included on here are some burnt out wrecks but in white it's nice to have a burnt out wreck counter in white because we are in snow after all and on the flip side there's more foxhole counters so i'm guessing based upon the number of foxhole counters there must be a lot of that going on in uh, and I would guess use these, of that in the campaign games. Looking at the counters, um, it's it's so if you just got an ASL and it, you just bought Beyond Valor and Yanks, these extra counters would help you uh, if this would be your first campaign yeah. game you were purchasing. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, that's definitely the way yeah. to go because we often you can think of well, you know, we buy it and we have all. The stuff. The stuff, and we have plenty of counters for things. But yeah, uh, newer players uh, just getting in may not. Yeah, true. That it does. True. It doesn't say anything about that on the box, does it? Like uh, what? What you should own? I noticed. I I do see oh, that posted game. sometimes. Yeah, it. Um, the where maybe. they'll say, if you want to play this, here's what you should own. You I don't know think what? they always put that on know. the boxes, but I've seen it in other places. Yeah, it does not. I don't. I don't yeah. see anything on here that says what you okay. need. But uh, you're probably right. Just owning Beyond Valor and Yanks, mm -hmm. and this is enough to play this. Right. Yeah. It would be. Well, it does, you know nice. what? On the front, well, it does just say yeah. ownership of the Advanced Squad Leader game system is required to play. Yeah. So I think they started to do that because it would be too complicated. Yes. 
Um, but yeah, I would think with this you could you could just have Beyond Valor and um, Yanks. Yeah. All right. So those are the counters. We have uh, eight ASL scenarios. Oh. So it comes with eight. So let's. Jeff take a look. has scenario one. Okay. Ah, yes, oh, I do. Wow. Yes, them I up do. Very nicely. All right. So this is uh, scenario one is Black Day in Hatton. And I, I believe all of these scenarios were designed by Andy Rogers. Mine are, yes. Yeah. yeah it looks like mine are. We need to do an interview yeah. with Andy. Yeah, yeah, we definitely should. Have you heard of Andy before? No. I haven't, I haven't either. No, I haven't either. He's probably not heard of us either. He has credited <laughs> with design historical I research. I cannot see how he would not <laughs> know of the two half squads. Development, Claus, Malmstrom, J.R. Tracy, we've interviewed. Perry, we've interviewed, and then Chaz Argent, who doesn't do interviews. Charlie Kibler, who we have to line up for an interview. And Jeff, what's that one look like there? Well, this is a short scenario. It takes place on just a small section of the large map. So kind of help you get your feet wet, as it were. And uh, six turns on this scenario, just about uh, nine units on either side. So there's nine German units, some... Some uh, elite five four eights, four six sevens. No vehicles in this. They have one uh, infantry gun. And maybe a, what uh, we saw in the box cover. Uh, possibly yes, very possibly. And they're fighting against obviously the Americans here with uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen units, and uh, five. Oh no, that's four. I always have a problem with the difference between five and four uh, leader counters. And they do have three three AFVs. I'm trying to read what they are here. Can't quite read what they are. But um, so it looks like it might be tough for the Germans. Victory conditions here. The Americans win at game end by controlling a bunch of hexes. Now, are those uh, American squads? Are they the... Uh, triple sixes, or are they the six six seven? They're the six six sevens. There's okay. two of the six six Good. sevens, Those and then there's seven six six sixes. <laughs> so a little a little mixture, and then there's some five four sixes as well, second line units. Mm-hmm. And on Sweet. the back, Bertoldo the Brave. He's one of the leaders. I oh, saw okay. his name on the leader count. Ah, okay. Now this one <laughs> this one gets a little juicier. It takes about half of the board. It's a seven-turn scenario, and the Americans have three AFVs, a nice big uh, 81-millimeter mortar, uh, an AT gun, six foxholes. Let's see, about uh, 12 squads with plenty of leaders, a heavy machine gun, some medium machine guns, a couple of bazookas, a small mortar, and an armor leader. And they will be defending against... 16 German squads, some 548s and 467s, pretty evenly divided there. Four German leaders, including a 9-neg-2, a 9-neg-1. Some medium machine guns, light machine guns, Panzerschreck, some uh, demolition charges, and then there's six, seven German vehicles, including, can't quite read it, but it's a big AFE, it's a Panzer something or other with a 75LL gun. Nice, there's two of those. Yeah, I think so. It's the Panzers seven maybe. Yeah, it's like probably the pan, probably the Panthers. Yeah, I would guess. Um, and then a smaller with a just a couple of half tracks. This looks like with uh, the twenty millimeter gun, and then another half track 
No, this is not. That was not a half track. But then three half tracks for toting this these squads around. There's quite a bit of board that this covers, so there's going to be a lot of movement going on in this one. Yeah, looks like fun. Yeah. All right, so I have uh, first timers. This is uh, uh, Hot and in Flames three. This is January 9th, 45. Uh, this takes about two-thirds of the map, um, so a big portion of the map. However, it's actually quite four and a half turns, and you're looking at um, the Germans with ten and a half squads defending, and they get a couple of Mark IV Panzer IVs uh, as reinforcements. The Americans are attacking with 11 squads. They got four Shermans in support, and that's really about it. it there's not much in special rules. It looks like an extremely uh, playable uh, scenario. I might say this would be easily one to play in tournaments, or you could play in a, a weeknight. You know, probably I would guess about four hours. Mm -hmm. um, it looks pretty. Uh, it looks actually like one I would want to play, as it uses a lot of the map. And it uh, looks pretty interesting. Again, the Americans are all first and second line squats. Um, so you're looking at uh, the 666s six, six, and the 546s. Mm, yeah. Um, scenario 4, <clears throat> Lair launches first. This is January 10th. Um, this uses about a fourth of the map. It's five and a half turns. Ten American squads with four uh, tank destroyers. So they have two of them tons, two of the Hellcats. Looks like the Germans are attacking with 13 squads, two Panthers, two Mark IVs. Um, again, like almost no one special rule. There's like the, the, these two scenarios, very low on special rules. Five and a half turns. Again, probably something you can play in a, easily in a, uh, a tournament or in a weeknight. Um, so, yeah, both of these look actually like ones I would happily play. Yeah. Um, looking at HF5, Graveyard Shift, wonderful. It's got the Americans wanting to control greater than or equal to three graveyard hexes. And they're coming on with... Or are they cemetery hexes? They are graves. <laughs> oh, this one's called Graveyard Shift. <laughs> and it is uh, 12 Americans coming on, some elites, first line, four tanks. And they drop a... Looks like they drop a smoke OBA thing. So it, it says a pick a hex, special. do an extent yeah. of error, yeah. and then once the AR's position, place a smoke counter in that hex and all adjacent ones and okay. remove the so AR. So they get like a free smoke drop. Yep, them. right there. Yeah. So then they can move and take the graveyard. And then nice. HF6. Well, you don't fight a lot in graveyards, right? Of Germans? No, in ASL in general. You don't do a lot of graveyard no. fighting. Correct. And I always loved them. Yes. That's, yeah, it's kind of neat yeah. to, to actually have a scenario. Where yeah, going for that yeah. as the objective. Yeah, this one's Jackpot Jones, uh, scenario six. Quarter of the board, uh, Germans want to control buildings. And looks like there's uh, some tanks on both sides, about equal numbers. Special rules, again, very small. The two may set up two of the M18s. In woods, orchards, using hip. My favorite tanks. Those are fun, aren't they? They are fun. And they got hip, and they can retain concealment as if of an emplaced gun when firing their main armament. So that that's always nice, too. Yeah, and then uh, HF7, which is got to get out. And that's about a quarter of the board. Americans win by controlling building A A13. 
provided there are no good order Germans and any of these other hexes around. I haven't looked at it, but five turns. Um, again, short, going to be small, sweet. Relatively, I'm not small, but decent yeah. size. Yeah, little LV hindrance to start off. German can select one ordinance option to add, so he gets to pick. And each Panzer Shrek can be kept off board. I see they've done that on a couple of these, so you get some more. Uh, it's not as obvious who has the Shreks, which is a good rule, I think, also. And the Americans get some dispersed smoke to add on at the top of the game. So it's a good way to handle that and make it quicker, right? And then the last scenario is Fahrenheit 352. Um, about three-quarter of the board, maybe. And again, Americans want to get one good order non-crew multi-man counter in buildings K-16 and L-19. So the Germans set up, the Americans are moving. I go out equal number of tanks again. Oh, those little, uh, what are those, Hetzers? The, those, oh, yeah, those with the flamethrowers. Yeah, it's got the flamethrowers. Yeah, those are, those Two of are, them those are, for those the are pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's neat to have those in. The Flamehetzers. I think they're Flamehetzers. 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 Nice, indeed. Yeah. And those guys enter turn three, giving it a little more variety there. So, again, a short six-turn game. Yeah, no big scenarios in this, right? No. You're going to have to play the little campaign game. Yeah. Right? You have the cards for the campaign game, is that? The chapter dividers? All right, so those are the scenarios. What do you guys think? I think they, you know, what do you think? I'm liking it. All playable. Quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing really large. I'm surprised. Yeah, usually campaign games have one large. Yeah. Scenario and this yeah. doesn't seem to have a, no. a large. One. Oh no, like the last bid, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, that that I would have liked that. You're right. Maybe one large scenario yeah. would have been to be able to play on it. Maybe they'll be saving that to come out with the journal or yeah. um, maybe. And then yeah. you're yeah. The rest of the rules are you're doing the campaign game. Uh, were we were we to that point? Yeah, yet? yeah, we are now. <laughs> yeah, look, it says here. Okay, rules. next up, chapter HF. Yeah, oh, that is, okay. Okay, so yeah. that's the rules. So go on, yeah, go ahead. This is pretty basic. <laughs> Already got into the God, terrain mentioned. You know I'm giving you a hard I time. do know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The campaign game. Yeah, and if you um, Which, if you are interested in playing a campaign game but worried about the difficulty, I would guess this would not be something you should worry about. Um, just just as a you know look you mean like this would be a good starter a one? good starter one yeah it doesn't doesn't seem to be complex yeah. doesn't seem to have a lot of uh it's not very big yeah i think the same thing about cholm yeah, yeah. both of these be good things to to, to try right. yeah you know and you don't have to commit um a huge amount of time yeah. i would i would say to do it so yeah and yeah. then we have the dividers uh here there's just uh force organizers you do you know, actually what? put counters on those when you play? Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you could do that, sure. Set up reinforcement yeah. groups. Now, these are a little different. Like, uh, they actually have a box for casualties, um, so each person could have one, which is kind of nice, so you can throw okay. uh, to keep track of things. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty neat. You have woundedly, you know, you have boxes for all these different uh, components that normally um, you don't separate out. Yeah. So it's kind of neat. I like this. Very, uh, very well done. Yeah. In terms of, of that. Um, so. All right, Jeff. Very good. Show? Yeah, I think that's it. 
Hatton and Flames. Order that from Ritter Krieg. Mm-hmm. If you please. Thanks for coming, yeah. Bob. Yeah, it's good to see you. Great to see you. We'll have you back really. again soon. Sure. Yeah, yeah in like 10 years or no? No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, it's great, guys. Thanks. It'll go it's fast. Great. That 10 years fun. goes fast, though, Bob. It does. Yeah, it does. you'll see. Oh. Well, Remember thank- to uh, roll low, everybody. And rally very well, won't you? Except when you're playing us. Yeah, don't. Yeah, when you're playing us, don't do that. Except when you're playing us. Right. There you go. Yeah. See, I got that. All right, bye-bye. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Happy New Year.